What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 79 this week. Oh, one more away from 80. Holy shit. I know, 80. And I know what everybody's thinking. I know what everybody's thinking. We haven't heard from our forever guest in a while, I right? Know, right? But but we're closing in on 100. That's right. And it only makes sense. I, I know she's usually on every 10 episodes, but it only makes sense to us because we're crazy and we don't do things normal. The 100th episode yeah. makes sense for the forever guest, definitely, right? Definitely. So calm down, guys. Yeah. Our forever guest will be back. Rebecca, We, it's big. It'll be big. Yeah, seriously. And plus, Rebecca Kennedy, she's working on a whole bunch of stuff right now. So it gives her a little time to talk about a lot of shit. True. I mean, seriously, <laughs> she's a busy girl. She's a busy girl. Exactly, exactly. Well, we have a great show for you guys this week. We're talking about some of the legendary people we lost in Hollywood mm. this week, which mm-hmm. is just... Uh, absolutely awful we're talking about cbs and viacom finally merging we predicted last week that the maximum it would take a month but it actually happened last week oh yeah and then we're talking just a whole bunch of industry news man netflix disney hulu just a whole bunch of stuff i mean like that... what didn't happen this week yeah there was seriously. so much stuff going a on a lot this of week, shit man. a lot of shit man and your host for this week are myself, the one and only J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mal. What up? Oh, man, we cannot wait. But first, we have to plug our website and our merchandise links. Make sure to head over to crazyantmedia.com to read all the fantastic stuff that we have going on. We have some amazing merchandise for sale. The shirts, hats, our Spreadshirt website is doing big. We saw we got some love from our friend Riley B. Smith and his mom Nikki man we love you guys that's right honestly. man if you want to see how good those shirts look check them out you know go look at Riley's page you'll see exactly and thank you guys man you guys rock hell yeah hell yeah well let's get started off with some somber news this is just crazy probably best known for his time on the set of Easy Rider and that role uh, Peter Fonda legendary son of Henry Fonda and younger brother to Jane Fonda, just the big Fonda fan. Oh, yeah. Um, has passed away Friday morning in his home in Los Angeles. Uh, just cause of death is respiratory failure due to lung cancer. Yeah, he had been sick for a while. And, uh, yeah, this is a big loss. I mean, you, you know me. We talk about I'm old school. So Fonda, man, you know, in that family, whew, that's a big loss. Yeah. And Easy Rider, I mean, seriously, guys, the, him and Dennis Hopper just came up with this idea to go to Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why don't we make this movie about driving across country to go to Mardi Gras? Yeah. And they basically filmed it over a couple of months driving on motorcycles yeah. from L.A. to New Orleans. And it ushered in the era of, you know, new Hollywood and indie filmmaking yeah. at that time. And it was groundbreaking. And Yeah, it's definitely, because I haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely one of those, like, the classics that I need to see. Oh, it's absolutely. It's on my need-to-see list. I mean, Hopper and Fonda are fantastic, and obviously a very young Jack Nicholson yeah. plays their drunk riding buddy on the back of the bike. And, I mean, it's just – it's phenomenal. And and the rest, they, as they say, is history. I mean, his family is just legendary in Hollywood, yeah. obviously. Um, but, yeah, this is a big loss. And, yeah. and you know, it, it's going to be felt a while, I think, for, for the Hollywood community. And a lot of touching tributes came out, mm-hmm. uh, especially from his sister who was there with him, had spent some quality alone time with him, she said, yeah. uh, before the passing. But uh, condolences out to the family. Um, you know, it's a loss. It's a loss for Hollywood, a loss for the family. And 
Yeah, seriously. I mean, you got all these legendary people just passing away. It sucks. It, it really does. It's, yeah, I think uh, our, our friend Roger Christensen there from uh, Star Wars, uh, Academy Award winner from Star Wars, said it best. He said, this year's shaping up to be like last year with mm-hmm. the amount of people that we're losing. Yeah. And it's going to be another tough year, it seems like. Seriously, seriously. Well, let's get into some business side of things. Like we talked about last week, CBS and Viacom, they have finally merged and They're going to completely – CBS is just going to be like a TV thing, right? And it's just going to be called Viacom. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess they they didn't like that. So now it's Viacom CBS. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was one of the sticking points apparently. Yeah, they they announced after the deal that the new company would be Viacom CBS. And we talked about it last week. You're exactly right. It was supposed to just be Viacom. Mm -hmm. But apparently CBS shareholders didn't like that. So the new company will be Viacom CBS. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Which – and even more so because CBS – CBS will they're gonna do the whole like uh, what Disney did with Marvel and and George Lucas films and all that. It will continue to operate on its own, uh, completely autonomous from uh, Viacom. Uh, but you know Viacom will be its parent company. Right. So it was an all stock deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Viacom shareholders get. 0.59 or 0.6 uh, CBS shares for each non-voting share that they own. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know it's a good deal for everybody. Viacom's Bob Backish is going to lead the combined company as CEO, mm-hmm. and Joe Ianello, who is the CEO currently of CBS, will continue to be the CEO of CBS. Yeah. Uh, overseeing and, all of CBS's assets. Yeah, and this is pretty cool. The deal reunites a whole bunch of stuff like Paramount Pictures, CBS, Showtime, MTV, and like you said, it's going to be called Viacom CBS NSYNC. So, yeah, yeah, good for them. And their big sticking point is Star Trek. That's yeah. Got, that's going to be their bread and butter. Yeah, it's going to be their bread and butter. And I don't discount that. I believe Star Trek will be huge for them. But they got to stop. I get it. I get it. But all these comparisons that it's going to be the next Marvel, no. it won't be. No. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. Star Trek's been around long before Marvel. It's still around now. It's a successful franchise. And I think that they can build a really solid thing now that they have the TV and the films yeah. back together in one unit. But what Feige and the gang have been able to do, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Right. And, I mean, Universal tried it. We're going to build our monster movie universe. Failed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who's tried to do this has failed. Don't don't ruin the Star Trek franchise by trying exactly. to emulate Marvel. Exactly. It's, it's You've got something on your own, yeah. so don't do well, it. Well, it makes me wonder if like they'll just completely restart because of Chris Pine walking away. That was their main guy. So uh, It was their main guy. So And uh, then maybe try to interplay like what Marvel is doing with the TV side of thing into the movie side of things. Like try to have some storylines that might overlap with the movies. Yeah, which... Yeah, and I mean, they've successfully done that. I mean, yeah. like, you know, Discovery, they're in the Pike era, yeah. and we're about to... It's Kirk, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen the introduction of Spock. Yeah. So we know that they all exist in this one universe. There's no need now to try to, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, right. to do a Marvel thing where you connect all of them into, oh, you're going to see the TV people pop up in the movies or vice right. versa. There's no need for that. We know the canon exists yeah. all in one exactly. thing. So just keep doing what you're doing. I'm I'm excited for Picard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Discovery's awesome. Now yeah. apparently they're doing a spinoff with uh, Pike and the Enterprise pre-Kirk, which is going to be huge. I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, and I think they'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. 
I mean, I'm excited to see what happens out of all of it. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, a long time in the making, and and now that they got Moonves out of there, which was the only thing holding it up. Yeah. And congrats to Summer Redstone. Um, she's taken a lot of heat, a lot of a lot of a lot of negativity in the press, a lot of positivity in the press. There was some back and forth between her and her dad. But guys and gals, whether you like her or not, or you like this move or not, Summer Redstone now, you know, uh, yeah. I mean. She is the most powerful woman in entertainment. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, that's just the way it is. So Sherry Redstone, I should say, um, Sumner, um, Daddy, but uh, Sherry, and and that's a good thing. We need more. We know there's a woman heading up uh, Warner Media. Exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's a good thing agreed. that this is happening. So, and apologies, Sherry Redstone. Sherry yeah, Redstone. <laughs> agreed, agreed. And I mean, they're making an announcement for Power uh, Paramount. Uh, they're starting the new GI Joe spinoff, and it's going to be about Snake Eyes. And they cast Crazy Rich Asian star Henry Golding as the Snake Eyes character. I'm pretty excited about this one because, like I said, he was pretty awesome in the Crazy Rich Asians, and he was really good in A Simple Favor. He, yeah, with Blake Lively. Yeah, I like him, and he's got a new one coming out uh, um, with Amelia Clark, uh, a Christmas movie. I just saw oh, the trailer for. Very so, like, um, diverse. Then. Yeah, 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 all he's, around the map. And I honestly, I didn't know who he was until Crazy Rich Asians. So same. He's like bouncing everywhere. Same. Good and for him. and uh, this is I like. Look, I liked the reboot of GI Joe. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's had some hiccups here or there, but I liked Snake Eyes mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, Storm Shadow, Ray Park, for anybody who doesn't know, Storm Shadow. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be really, really interesting, yeah. I, I think. And they said in a, they're just trying to do a different spin on the series. Right. So instead of doing another G.I. Joe, they're going to do little spinoffs and yeah. kind of take a different take on it. I think it'll be good. That's cool, definitely. I mean, especially if you're going to try to compete with huge franchises like – uh, DC and Marvel and now a whole bunch of others. Absolutely. So, the Star Absolutely. Trek, all that good shit. All that good shit. Well, the next one, we're heading over to Netflix. We're finally getting a premiere of The Freaking Crown. It's been like two years since season two. Yeah. So, Jesus how, Christ. How crazy is that? I know. And now, to be fair, they were shooting season three and season four together, yeah. apparently. Yeah. That's that's the rumor. Um, So maybe that's why it took long or whatever. But man, two years in between is a big gap. It really is. It's a big gap, enough to where people might lose interest. And they're replacing all of the main cast with different people because mm. they're time jumping into an older Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, and now I did hear one rumor, we'll talk about it at the end of this, that I'm really excited about though. Um, but yeah, Olivia Coleman's going to be taking over. Yeah, uh, Oscar as, winner. Yeah, so, I mean. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's taking over as Princess Margaret. Right. You know, the, big shift here. And, and they decided to cast older actors as opposed to making you know, visual effects and makeup with the cast right. that they had. So we'll see if and that I pays off. I wonder if they did that because of how much the technology costs because they're spending boatloads of other money in other areas. They are. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see if that move pays off, how, yeah. how it does. But, uh, I mean, it's a hell of a cast. Exactly. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. Um, this is going to be interesting, though. It picks up in 1964, so a few years after the end of season two. Right. Uh, it's going to be dealing with England winning the World Cup. It's going to be dealing with the popularity of the Beatles during that time. Yeah. Um, and and Camilla Parker Bowles will be introduced. And as we all know, that's who eventually breaks up 
Diana yeah. and uh, Charles. Uh, so she's going to be introduced, and we're going to see that play out. Mm-hmm. And then season four, yeah. we'll see Diana and, and all the stuff happen yeah, with Princess Diana. Stuff. So I'm guessing in the third season, we're going to see all the kids like start to become like adults and teenagers and yeah. start to get like their own kind of storyline. Yep. Because, I mean, the kids were just kind of always in the background in the first two seasons. Exactly. Which, I mean, rightfully so, they were young as shit. Exactly. But... Yeah, this it's gonna get exciting because I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff around Charles. Well, I mean, we got a little bit of Charles' stuff when they tried to send him to the um, the boys. Yeah, camp. the prep school. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, "No, yeah." Yep, and uh, yeah, and I, I love the, the the creator of this. I, I just think he's brilliant because he had a very set plan. Yeah, it's like five seasons. And each season covers like a decade span. Yeah. So we're gonna, you know, see all these iterations over a decade span. Yeah. So we know going into, you know, season four, it'll be another decade. We'll be jumping from probably this will cover the sixties and seventies. Season four will be jumping into the eighties and nineties yeah. with with Diana and all that kind of stuff. And then the last season is supposed to be, you know, current from yeah. from from the time it ends in the 90s and 2000s into the current, which apparently also this is what I want to talk about. Helen Mirren is a huge fan mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys know, if you're not familiar, the creator of The Crown also did The Queen, which starred Helen Mirren. So she's real familiar with playing Queen Elizabeth. And he did mention that his dream would be, and she seems to be okay with it, bringing Helen Mirren in in the final season oh, to play nice. the queen, yeah. since she's already done it. Yeah. And I loved the queen, so that would be really exciting. This guy's just got it. He's got it locked down. Yeah. And if you guys didn't see the picture of who they cast as Diana, you should go look that up. Because, yeah. oh my god, that's going to be so good. Oh man, I'm so excited good. about it, man. Me too, man. It's about time. Hell Damn. yeah, hell yeah. Well, Netflix is continuing to add more stuff to their original content list. I mean, they're going to need to after losing all their shit. Uh, Jenny and Georgia uh, is going to be a Netflix young adult series. That's going to be interesting. It's yep. going to be 10 episodes uh, centered around a 15-year-old girl, Jenny Miller, who is often feels more mature than her 30-year-old mom. The series comes from first-time show creator Sarah Lampert. So congratulations to her. That's awesome. Yeah, and a first-time showrunner. Yeah. Another, Deborah J. Fisher. Yeah. So I mean, so that shows, um, well, it, yeah, Deborah looks like she's been a va- uh, on Being Mary Jane and Take yeah, Two. Yeah, executive two producer, line. I think. Yeah. The first time to, in the role of a showrunner. So yeah. that's going to be. Yeah, seriously. I mean, at least for the first-time creator, like, because we were kind of bash, I was anyway. I was bashing them last week about they're not giving the little man enough light anymore. Well, I mean, there it is. There you go. And women. Yeah. We, we talked last week about how they dumped a bunch of series that were women-led, but here's one coming with two women in charge, exactly. the creator and the showrunner. So exactly. Now, again, this, I'm gonna like take this back to what we were just talking about with the Star Trek comparing themselves to Marvel. I had seen all throughout this is already being compared to Gilmore Girls. It's a young girl with a young mom. It's set in a Connecticut town. There's a there's a prep school involved. There's a rest a local restaurant oh involved in it. I'm like, yeah. guys, it, it, what is it? A straight up knockoff right. of Gilmore Girls? Again, this is another thing. Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino, that was genius. Yes. It was genius before its time. You're never going to get that again. Exactly. Don't try. Exactly. Like, let, I hope that that's not the case, yeah. but from everything I'm reading, the comparisons are just crazy 
I'm hoping it's not like that. Oh, she does. We should say that they do have a younger brother, so it's not just the mom and the daughter. Yeah. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm holding judgment until I see it. But right. As a big Gilmore Girls fan, I'm, <laughs> if you're trying to copy Gilmore, you can't do it. So yeah, don't do it. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, especially. If it's going to be like a 30-minute or a 45-minute episode, yeah. like episodic. It's, so. it's definitely going to be interesting. My thing is, if you're going to try to copy Gilmore, respect Lauren Graham first. Right. Like, yeah, did you guys – and I, I, I didn't put this in, but apparently this week, again, the Emmys are considering, and if you haven't heard this before, the Lauren Graham rule, yeah. uh, which was specifically designed for her, and then they got rid of it, and it's because of the overlooking of all, all the time – they're they're talking about bringing it back. Look, she should have won Emmy after Emmy after Emmy after Emmy for all of the shows she's been on. Yeah. She has not yet. So in my opinion, if you're going to try to emulate a Gilmore Girls type thing, respect her first yeah, before seriously. you go and, you know, I know they say, you know, copying is flattery or the best, but no, just respect her first, I think. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Well, I mean, Netflix is still attaching big names to their projects, as we saw uh, Netflix has won the rights to the science science fiction story Pyros Pyros uh, Pyros yeah. uh, with Reese Witherspoon attached to produce and star. So I mean that's pretty cool. They're still hopefully they didn't pay out the ass for it, but I still. think they did though because uh, right? they're just like spending money. But again, another female led. Yeah, you know this sounds really interesting to me. It's about these people who are fitted with indestructible fire suits. Mm. Um, that are infused to their spines. And what these people do is they go in and save articles from the fires. Like if you if somebody's in a house fire or something and they're about to lose all of their stuff, these people will go in and save their stuff from the fire. Yeah. But it's linked to insurance. Apparently only the people who have this insurance are – those are the only people these guys will go in and save their yeah. shit for. Really weird premise is but Is this going to be a cool. series or is it a movie? Oh, it's a series. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, um, I mean I like the idea of them like taking shots in the dark with all these interesting like ideas. But I hope that like it's not – boring you know i mean it, it's always you know yeah. it's a risk everything's a risk when you try to bid on something new that no one has ever even thought about doing and they're so. i mean paying out yeah so i mean I, exactly <laughs> huge so, risk exactly hopefully the attachment with reese helps a lot yeah she's boy she's everywhere she is i mean she is like firing it up exactly. hbo apple she's got the new one coming out on apple with yeah. uh you know morning news with uh, yeah. jennifer aniston that's right now she's netflix mm -hmm. i mean she's all over the good for her yes Seriously, seriously. Netflix I, didn't get one, though. Yeah, it's true. Olivia Wilde, who is hot demand right now after her debut, directorial debut, uh, Booksmart, which is crazy popular. It's amazing how well that movie has been going over. Uh, her sophomore gig, Don't Worry Darling, is looking to be financed and distributed by somebody and it looks like there's 18 bidders in the line for this thing it's crazy yeah yeah new line got it yeah. finally so but yeah 18 netflix legendary film nation mgm apple universal they all and even Bloomhouse. yeah all tried to get it but yeah. new line got it which Wow. Yeah. Uh, but and by the way, for anybody, New Line is Warner Media. It's, yeah. It's one of Warner's companies. But um, yeah, this is really going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it that took mean, longer. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, it took longer than usual because she's actually still an actress also. She's filming a movie with Clint Eastwood right now. Yeah. So it took a little bit longer for the whole deal to come together. But, yeah, book smart. I mean, she proved she could direct, and now she's a hot commodity. I mean, Exactly, exactly. I mean, honestly, I wish Bradley Cooper would be that way. Fucking Star is Born was great, but you don't see him jumping back into that seat, so... Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Like, when is his follow-up going to be? Yeah. Uh, Because he's, uh, I mean, really a brilliant director. And I really kind of felt like that torch was passed from, Mm -hmm. because he reminds me so much of Clint Eastwood. In The Mule, I really thought that was a, like, I'm passing it to you, buddy, you know, kind of a thing. So hopefully he follows up pretty quick because, I mean. I feel like he could be one of the, like, uh, Olivia Wilde and being, like, bidded for for a huge content thing. Like I think so, too. I just, I I hope he gets back into it soon because I feel like if you take a, I don't hope it's not this long, but seven to ten years off from your first one, you're going to get out of the ring of things. I think. I, I wonder if he's just kind of ducking and covering because of all the controversy with him and Lady Gaga. Right. You know, just kind of like laying low for a little yeah. bit, let that all pass by, yeah. and then come back. Because well, I mean, didn't him and his lady friend like break up? Yeah, and then she she got divorced, yeah. and then the rumors that it was all because of that, but yeah. then uh, then she was seen with somebody else. Right. And then we, so, I mean, maybe he's just... I don't know, staying yeah. out of the drama for a little bit. Yeah. We, we do know, and we'll talk about this, she's being sued for something to do with Stars Born, yeah. and I, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, maybe he's yeah. just ducking and covering. Yeah, <laughs> Bradley, come back, come back. Because, I mean, I don't know what he's even attached to film-wise to be an actor right now. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to follow up on that. We'll have See? to look that up on our great IMDb <laughs> Pro app. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, he's coming back. And, well, he's coming back with a lot of projects, honestly. He's kind of a hot ticket right now. He really is. And it's good. To, he, he might be, you know, this generation's RDJ. Yeah. You know, we all know. A massive trouble. This mm-hmm. kid was in massive trouble. Had a start. Hit some drugs and alcohol, kind of lost his shit, yeah. <laughs> you know. But he's he's clean, yeah. He, he's sober, he's you know, and he's making a comeback, and and it's it's doing well, yeah. You know, seriously. this one that uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, mm-hmm. he was that was shot during all of his shit. Oh wow, really? So yeah, and he and he talks about that on this on this new tour for it and everything. But yeah. it's hugely critically acclaimed. Apparently, going to do really really well for yeah. him. Well, I'm um, excited about this one. He's going to be with uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, to star in After Exile. That sounds pretty interesting. Yep. So yep. I mean. I'm excited for it, man, and you said, that, I mean, you keep talking about this one honey boy that's loosely based off of his life, right? Yeah, yeah, he plays his dad, Yeah, and then the the young actor that they've got to actually play, Shia, is, is phenomenal, yeah. the trailer is, but it really dives deep into what led, I think, Shia to his breakdown right. and all the crazy shit, right. and you can kind of see, look, man, this guy's had a crazy life yeah. growing up. But well, I mean, we talk about all the time the darkness of Hollywood, but then exactly. also if your family is also kind of crazy, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it has it takes a toll on people, and it takes a toll on the family. I mean, there's a great line in the trailer where the dad's like, "How do you think it makes me feel that my son is paying me?" Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. So it, yeah, I gotta imagine the whole situation is kind of twisted. So, yeah. but it's getting huge. Reviews, so he's got you know Peanut Butter Falcon and then Honey Boy and then he's De Niro. Yeah, exactly. I mean that, he's he's riding. So yeah, seriously, and it's I, cool to see De Niro back in a whole bunch of it stuff is too. It is. I just hope you know for Shia that it does follow along RDJ yeah. and that 
he stays clean. Yeah. He stays on track, yeah. rebuilds, because he's a phenomenal actor. He is. So he really is. So I hope I hope it all works, and I hope he stays clean, and it all keeps rolling. Definitely. Definitely. Well, last week and a couple weeks before, we kept talking about coming to America, too. Oh, man, they're bringing everybody back. It looks like a Shari Headley. Yep. She's coming back, set to return for Paramount's sequel. She will reprise her role as Lisa McDowell uh, as the love interest and eventual wife of Eddie Murphy's character. So, I mean, that's awesome. They're literally getting everybody to come back. Yeah, and and even Vanessa uh, Bell Calloway, who was the arranged wife that got shifted to the side oh, when, when Hakeem uh, married Lisa. That's awesome. So, I don't know. What, I'm guessing that means they are married and maybe Vanessa's character is going to come back to cause some shit. Right. I, I, I don't know. Right. But, um, so that's literally everybody from the original movie, with the exception of Hakeem's mom right. who uh, was played by Madge Sinclair who passed away but uh, if, if my recollection is is right that that's everybody from the original cast is back yeah except for maybe uh, the guy Eric LaSalle from mm-hmm. ER back in the day mm-hmm. and it was Soul Glow if you yeah. remember the movie I mean it's classic Soul Glow I don't think he's been announced yet yeah but I feel like it would be funny as shit if they brought him back right. I mean you know so because <laughs> where is he now exactly <laughs> you know, so exactly exactly well now it's time to get into the giant of the entertainment industry Mm. the mouse house walt disney studios has announced that it's the first studio to ever have five films each make a billion dollars or more in the same year holy shit and i mean of course a lot of that success has to do with marvel I mean, they're killing it right now. Exactly. They had three films make a billion dollars or more in the same year. And that's a new record. It's the first time that a franchise has had three films in the same year yep. make more than a billion dollars. Exactly. So to, to clarify, it's that's six films now in 2019 have crossed the billion-dollar mark. Five of them were distributed by Disney, but we're going to give all of it to Disney yeah. because while Spider-Man Far From Home is Sony – it's made by Marvel Studios, exactly. which is Disney. And exactly. it, it wouldn't have made, in my opinion, over a billion dollars if Marvel Studios doesn't make it. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, the Mouse House is just killing it. And guys, they've already made more than $8 billion this year yeah. off these five films. Okay. Think about that. They've got two more mm-hmm. and two huge ones, guys. Frozen 2 and, and the last of the Skywalker saga yeah. and Star Wars. Both are going to go over a billion. Yeah. So likely they're going to have seven films. And if you count Spider-Man, eight films that cross the billion dollar or more mark in one year. And they could conceivably, depending on how much those two movies make, break $10 billion at the box office in one year. Yeah, I mean... That's what insane. The fuck? I know. And our friend JS, he 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 posted forty-two films. Forty-two films have crossed a billion dollars or more at the box office in the history of the box office. Mm-hmm. Guys, twenty-four of those belong to Disney. Yeah. Nine of them are Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about who everybody's chasing, exactly, it's Disney. Exactly. And don't think for one second that that's not Michael Eisner and Bob Iger and the brilliance of what they were able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this all the time. Who's ever Bob is going to hand the keys to the kingdom to? They better not fuck it up. They better be (laughs) be prepared, man. Man, that's going to be a lot of pressure. Seriously. A lot of pressure. And we should say that the fifth one to cross was Toy Story 4. Yeah. It crossed. uh, So that, that, yeah. 
Killing it, man. Killing it. Killing it. And this is going to be the first of any of these live-action ones. Disney is exploring the idea of a possible sequel to the live-action Aladdin. So, I mean... Could it be because it made more than a billion dollars? Right. <laughs> Aladdin was one of those films. Yeah. The company said it's had a lot of fan letters come in for people who really want to go back and bring their friends and family and just to see more on how the story expands. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, but... I mean, we all remember how the second animated one did. Yeah. So yeah. So and and I do like this though. They said that they feel like they want to do a different take on the character, and yeah. unlike any of the other live action, it won't be a shot for shot remake. This yeah. will be a completely new story yeah. with these characters. So you're right though. The animated did not go well. Yeah. I, I, maybe that had a lot to do with the fact that Robin Williams was not in the sequel, right. and they realized that was a fuck up. But um, I don't know. That this is going to be interesting. It, 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 I love too how they uh, I, I don't know it, it's a brilliant move we'll see if a sequel pays off i don't know if a sequel can make a billion dollars right i, I don't know yeah uh, but i, I mean, mean it's disney <laughs> it is disney yeah and people from you know all the controversy with the will smith genie and all that it did not stop this then, film from making over yeah, a billion dollars people I, loved it yeah once they saw it they were really okay with it it yep. was honestly impressive yep. um now, the next on the Disney agenda, well, The Little Mermaid, this is crazy because you actually have some people that pass on Disney. What the fuck? Right? Which like, is just, and still so stupid in my opinion. But Harry Styles has passed on the role of Prince Eric in the live action Little Mermaid. He made his decision moving on. Uh, Amicably. Amicably for what reason? Just because? Like, uh, no yeah, reason? Yeah, no. I guess they both decided it wasn't a fit. I mean,. If I had to guess, I would assume that Harry wanted more money than Disney right. was willing to pay. I mean, you know, they've they've shown this with the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've heard these contract things or whatever. They like to sign people for like you know multiple films right. for not a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and there's been a lot of renegotiation and stuff. I f I feel like maybe this is kind of it. Uh, you know, maybe he they couldn't work out a deal and they right. both just agreed to move part ways yeah. and move forward. Um. But Harry, I mean, you've only had a couple films. That's bro. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, like go if with you, Disney, if, just do it. Yeah, if this is the reason that it didn't work out, you only have a couple films, and while they were both really solid, you did a good job. You're not in a position to bargain with Disney exactly. yet. I'm just like, take what they offer you, because let's be honest about it. You know, The Little Mermaid is going to follow Toy Story, yep. and I mean, uh, Jungle Book, and all that. It's going to be a billion dollar franchise. It is. So. You should have been a... Exactly. I think that was a dumb move on his part. I mean, In my on. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, guys. Exactly. She's going to be Ursula. Come on. And can we just say for a She needs this. Yeah. She was smart enough to take it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about that in box office, but Melissa, she, probably a smart move to say yes. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And, I'd be proud of her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and boy, it just seems to keep going with mm -hmm. Disney. Yeah. Star Wars. I think this is going to excite a lot of people. Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan, yes. as a young Obi-Wan, yes. and it's going to be a Disney Plus series. Nice. So, I mean, th th that's going to be awesome. Uh, you know he's been talking about that forever, yeah. so uh, finally. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, this begs to, to ask, will we see a young Yoda? 
will we see Sam Jackson come yeah, back as right. Windu? That'd be cool. Because like, he's been saying forever he wants to come back as Windu. He says all these tweeted uh, just a few weeks ago. He's still got the purple lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants to. So that would be epic because those guys all, Jimmy Smiths, I mean, will we see all those characters come back in a young mm. Obi-Wan series? Oh, I mean. Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense depending yeah. on when in the time frame it takes place. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense to see that. That's That'd be crazy. awesome. crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we said, he's been talking about this for years, whether it be a film or a series, but I'm kind of glad it's a series so you can more go more in depth on the story, especially yeah. with like a huge masterful Jedi like that. I it's mean, gonna I hope be they do like the same with Yoda. Maybe they do a spinoff or something it'd, like it'd that. Be, it, I mean, so many possibilities. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be, be kind of cool if they did a spinoff of like the dark side like you have a light side series and then you have a dark side series and then they like have crossovers where they yeah. battle yeah and you kind of got the neutral because we, we you know we know the bounty hunters coming you yeah. know from john favreau exactly so boba fett so he's kind of neutral exactly he, he just whoever pays him, whoever he does pays it. So, him yeah. yeah so dark side gets high you know so that'll be interesting oh yeah um, oh. yeah that's a good point uh, that'll be really interesting it's so exciting man i mean Especially just trying to keep that Star Wars spark alive. Because, I mean, I feel like this last trilogy, or at least the last two films that we've seen so far, it really hasn't done it justice, in my opinion. Yeah, I liked the first one. I thought... Yeah, the first one was good. I mean, it just sucks that I feel like the best one was Rogue One (laughs) that didn't even play into any of the storyline. Exactly, exactly. I just... Yeah, I I liked the, the first and the final Skywalker trilogy. And nothing again. Ryan is, is a brilliant filmmaker. But I just think he kind of fucked up what J.J. Abrams was trying to do. Yeah, which is why J.J.'s back for the back third for one. The last one. And yeah. I think he's gonna fix all that shit. I yeah. mean, I think, and it'll go out. You know, if you haven't seen the the latest trailer though, I, it just man, I feel like maybe Luke becomes like his dad. Really? Have you heard his Vader. evil, very Joker laugh? Nice. It's clearly Mark Hamill because it sounds like the Joker laugh. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if he fully somehow converts to the dark side and yeah. takes his daddy's... I all I want is um, Princess Leia's situation to be resolved. Like, she just needs to die. I'm just saying because yeah, she's dead. Yeah, ascending fit-off. Yeah, so, I, I, hope, I hope so. And then I also want to see, like, how are they connected? Because they were connected in the last film. We don't know how they're related. And then we also were told that her parents were raised parents were not anyone special so and right. that's obviously false because they're connected so. exactly and i think yeah i, I really i'm fingers crossed jj fixes that yeah that was the biggest contention with the fans in the second one mm-hmm. is like what the fuck you're fucking up the the history exactly. there exactly you know so by saying that they're not related but I, I think they are. I think JJ's going to fix that. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Seriously, seriously. Now it's time to talk about The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, man. He is developing a new comedy series. Uh, Quibi? What is, yep, what with is, Quibi. With Quibi and Danny Garcia. That's exciting. Who executive produce under Seven Bucks Production alongside Paul, or alongside Paul Fagg, Laura Fitcher, uh... Yep. A couple others. Yep, and they're powder keg. Yeah, and Paul Fagg, for anybody, Melissa McCarthy's husband. Yeah. Now, you know, really well-known for comedies yeah. uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, Dwayne is another one that's just in hot demand right yeah. now, man. He's just quibby, we should say, Jeffrey Katzenberg's new company. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting, you know. Um, yeah, it's... 
Okay, here's what I really like about it. It centers on a Polynesian family-run resort in Hawaii mm-hmm. that's thrown into a whirlwind when tech billionaires come in to buy the land. Right. Now, this is interesting because, as you guys know, we talked about it last week. This is kind of going on in real life yeah, with exactly. The Rock. He was with Jason Momoa, and, and they're you know out there becoming vocal opponents of this massive land block problem with a telescope that's yep. trying to be built in a Polynesian community. Yep. So... It's kind of like real life mirror, you know, and so that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if you saw Hobbs and Shaw, uh, huge into the Polynesian, he brings a lot of his background and history into that. Yeah. So this seems to be something that's really important to him right yep. now, and it'll be interesting to see. Definitely, definitely, and alongside him is his little buddy Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, because you can't talk about the Rock without Kevin lately, right? Exactly, exactly. Kevin Hart and STX are teaming up for a superhero comedy. That's pretty awesome. And Hart is attached to star and produce yep. Nightwolf, a mm-hmm. pitch that STX acquired from Dan Hernandez and Beijing Summit, yep. uh, which follows a man as he meets his future father-in-law for the first time, only to discover he is secretly the superhero known as the Nightwolf. Now, my question is, is like... Please be animated. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, well I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm okay live action oriented, but my thing is, is like, is Kevin Hart going to be the son who meets the superhero father-in-law, right. or is he going to be the father-in-law superhero? Yeah, because right. if he's Nightwolf, that's going to be funny as shit. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he is funny as shit. He is. I mean, so it, it's just gonna, I mean, good for him. He's capitalizing on the whole superhero thing. And yeah. if he can find his little niche and kind of make it his, yeah. I think it could be really successful. Well, what I'm worried about with this one is, is it going to be like a Green Hornet Seth Rogen in that yeah, situation? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's going to be tricky, but I, I mean, I feel like if anybody can pull it off, it's going to be Kevin. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Now, switching it over to Aquafina. She is set to star in an adaptation of an urban fantasy novel, The Last Adventure of Constance Verity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, good for her. She's rocking and rolling after Crazy Rich Asians, capitalizing on that success. Yep. And she will soon be seen in the Jumanji sequel as well, or the Jumanji sequel as well, and the live-action Little Mermaid. Yep. And it's possible that she is going to be in Shang-Chi. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, she she apparently that's a rumor. Yeah. It, it was announced that she's going to star in that. Uh, I haven't seen a confirmation yet, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and which we're going to talk about that movie in a little bit too. Ridiculous story about that movie coming out. But yes, yeah, she is. I tell you what, Henry Golden. We just talked about him. Yeah. And, you know, at, at Crazy Rich Asians, man. It's like boom, up. Yeah. it exploded, and all these people that were in that movie are benefiting yeah. from from that explosion. Oh, you know the mom. Oh, Henry Golding's yeah. mom in Crazy. Yeah. She's also in that Elf movie with the new one. Really? So yeah, That's so cool. I don't, I don't think as his mom. Yeah, but yeah, I mean together yeah. in the movie. But so. I mean, we talked about uh, Gemma. I forget her last name. But yeah, she is. All, she's going to be in the Eternals, and she was in Miss Captain Marvel. So yeah. I mean, yeah, that movie has really helped a lot of people with further success. So. It's it's good to see. You know, if yeah. it, I mean diversity, man. Yeah, we're we're kicking yeah. it. I think and, it made Constance Wu a little. A little <laughs> A little uh, big-headed, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens. But I will say, look, Crazy Rich Asians was great. Yeah. Much respect, and it deserves all the accolades it's getting and everything. But we want to give a shout-out because we're all huge Grey's Anatomy fans and everything. And I feel like Sandra Oh 
had been pushing the boundaries and representing the Asian community long before Longest, Crazy Rich Asians yeah. came out. She's a brilliant actress who I don't think got nearly enough credit until just now yeah. on her new series. Yeah. And because of the the boom of Crazy Rich Asians, but guys, they've been doing it. There's, there's been some solid yeah. people before that. Exactly. So I hope it just continues. Though. I like the diversity. Huge fan of Aquafina. She's hilarious. I mean, Agreed. if you didn't see her in Crazy Rich Asians, you missed out because she was fucking hilarious. I mean, go see it. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Oh, it looks like Shang Chi is getting a little backlash from a popular YouTube channel. That that sucks. Yeah. Uh, the Asian our Asian boss posted a video questioning uh, Sim Liu's casting based on his physical appearance, talking about. Uh, or taking it to the streets of the Chinese people and asking if he's too ugly for them. Yeah, what they the hell? literally went out on the street and started asking people, don't you think he's too ugly to be in the Marvel Universe? That's fucked up. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, like, what? Exactly. Well, why would this even be an issue? Right? Like, I don't, I don't like even that's understand your own race, that. too. Like... Yeah, and plus, I mean, come on, dude. Let's talk about, is he talented enough? Exactly. Can he carry the role? Can he, exactly. can he do the... Can, is he ugly? I mean, come right. on, man. I do love his response, though. Yeah. He, he said, he responded to it, and he said, A lot of teachers thought I'd never amount to anything. A lot of producers, directors, writers, and co-stars have questioned my acting ability, and I've been rejected from countless conservatories, grants, programs, etc. I've been second-guessed at every single possible step of my career. The reason why I'm still standing is because I'm singularly focused. I have the utmost belief in my abilities, and I refuse to let the other opinions of others define me. That's there awesome. you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a big F you. Exactly. I don't give a fuck if you think I'm ugly, that is not going to stop me from doing what I'm trying to do. Exactly. And that is the attitude you need to succeed. Exactly. And I think he's going to be just fine. If Marvel cast you, exactly. you're going to be Marvel just fine. Marvel hasn't gotten it wrong yet. <laughs> no, they, so. haven't, they haven't gotten it wrong yet. I'm even trusting, you know, Marvel with the Eternals. And you know? Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> We've talked about this on the past. I'm like, Meh. but I'm trusting them. Yeah. I, they haven't got. He's going to be great. Yeah. The Mandarin is going to be in it. I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like this. Come on. Are we still putting the emphasis on people's looks? I know. It's By the way, so have you seen up. this guy? He's fucking ripped. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> if he's ugly, I want to be ugly. Exactly. Like, the guy is ripped, man. Exactly. I, I just, yeah, I think he's going to be great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And who's also going to be great, who is a great actor in general, Dennis Leary, who is returning to a network TV show for the first time in more than 15 years. Yeah. Shit. That's yeah. crazy. And he's coming back in a role for Fox's limited series, A Moody Christmas. A six-episode comedy that is about a tight-knit, slightly dysfunctional family who gathers in Chicago for the holidays. I mean, makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they came right out after that and said Elizabeth Perkins has joined the cast also. She's yeah. going to be, I guess, his wife or love interest. You remember her from uh, Big, yeah. you know, uh, the love interest in Big and everything. That's great. Yeah, And seriously. Dennis Leary, man... I love that guy. Yeah. They rescue me. Just like everything he's ever done has been fun. He's, a, he's another one of those solid. underrated actors. Yeah. Everybody thinks of him as a, as a comedian. Yeah. But if you watched any of the shows that he did, right. he's a phenomenal actor. Exactly. So I think this is going to be great. I mean, he plays into not only his acting ability, but his comedy. And I just think it's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What the hell is this? The mm. next thing. What the fuck? More reboots and remakes, man. St. Elmo's Fire. NBC is developing a modern retake of this St. Elmo's Fire. The potential series is described as a modern adaptation of the feature film that showcases a group of close 
friends struggling with career, commitment, and responsibilities of adulthood. Yeah. So, I mean, just like another friend's How I Met Which Your Mother. Which is why like, I think they're trying to do it. Yeah. Because I think they see the huge demand with the whole Netflix losing and everybody bidding for friends. Yeah. And they're desperately trying to find that next friends. Yeah. For uh, NBC is trying yeah. to do that. But Newsflash... You're not going to find the next friend. Right. Again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show. You can't emulate genius. Exactly. That's a once-in-a-lifetime show. Exactly. Don't try to – by the way, we should say they've tried to make a television version of St. Elmo's Fire about a decade and a half oh, ago. Really? It failed. Shit. It's, it's not – I should say we should be at least thankful that the Brat Pack movie they chose to try to do this with was St. Elmo's Fire, not fucking Breakfast Club. Right. We've talked about this. Don't fuck with Breakfast Club. Um – because the Brat Pack, there's so many that they could have chose. Yeah. But, I mean, I liked this movie. Yeah. I'm a huge, you guys know, huge 80s fan. I liked St. Elmo's Fire. It was kind of the introduction of the of the Brat Pack. But, no. Yeah. Just, no. It just seems like this kind of friends dynamic gets told over and over it does. and over again. Like, there's so many great series that have already done this that do we really need another one? Like, you know, and look, let me just say, Friends from College, mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. It got canceled. Yeah. Because you, as brilliant as Friends from College was, and it had a brilliant cast, it's not Friends. Exactly. People are not going to go with it. it it's not Friends. It's you can't. not original. They've done all aspects of it. They've done it living in New York City. They've done it where they're all geeks and nerds with yeah. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's kind of exhausting. It it, it it's it's done. Yeah, it, exactly. Just like, and plus, let, let's just reiterate: there are so many creators out there, so many original ideas out there. Stop rebooting and remaking everything. Give these people a chance. Exactly. I, I mean, seriously. For for we know we talked about Ginny there, the Netflix uh, series, the young adult. But for every one of those that they do, you see ten remakes or reboots. It's like that's let's flip that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's you know. I, there's so many people out there that deserve a chance, and I'm really sick of the reboots. So yeah, just seriously. Tell you. Seriously. And other people who deserve chances are. Some stunt performers, man, they do so much stuff for the entertainment industry. I mean, we've talked about stunt performers getting injured, and it just sucks because they're, like, below-the-line people and don't get paid as much. Yeah. Uh, but a group of stunt performers in the U.S. are eyeing an Oscars boycott because the Academy's refusal to give them their own award category for best stunt coordination. And th- I think this is ridiculous because if you look at behind-the-scene footage of, like, a car chase scene that yeah. shit is crazy yeah and and kudos to sag who has now awarded for best stunt uh, uh coordination yeah um and a couple of other foreign award shows have started to do it as well so get on board oscars exactly. i mean look how many times over the last i don't know three months or so we've talked about the the death of exactly a stunt performer yeah. this is a real job this is integral to film success or failure um, and, and I feel like, you know, they're listed as actors, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not given the recognition of actors. Exactly. And that's not fair to me. I exactly. think, you know, you, the, it's time. I agree. Look, I mean, if the Oscars don't want to put it in the glitzy, flashy on television stuff, do it during, you know, the one of those categories yeah. that they don't show on yeah, exactly. TV. But still recognize yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Mean, These are people, women and men, who put their lives on the line for a project. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. And by the way, 
actors. Exactly. I can't stress that enough. I mean, do you know, Lee Majors, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, like so, some of Hollywood's biggest stars started off as stunt people, exactly. guys. They were actors who did anything to get on the set and to and get their break. I mean, these people are legit. And I mean, Captain America, uh, uh, Chris Evans' uh, yeah. guy is getting ready to star in his own film now oh, nice. as an actor. Yeah. So I mean, th- give them recognition. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, it's a dangerous job. They deserve it. Seriously. And try to do try to do a movie without them. Yeah. See Seriously. how far that goes. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, this next one is crazy. Which I never knew why these people were famous in the first place. <laughs> but uh, Chris Lee knows best. Everybody knows this hit reality TV shows starring Todd and Julie. Christie or Chrisley, uh, they were indicted on f- by a federal grand jury for multiple counts of conspiracy, bank fraud, wire fraud, and tax evasion. Now, apparently, there's some shady stuff behind the scene with someone who came out against them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They claim that this is a conspiracy by a former employee who they found stealing money yeah. and embezzling and doing some shady shit. And he's retaliating now by making up all of this fake stuff, as they say. That's yeah. their defense. And that they're not real. They didn't really do it. Yeah. Um, but the FBI apparently has got some serious evidence against them. Yeah. Even so far, and if it's true, they've got to be the dumbest people on the planet. Doctoring bank statements and and uh, credit reports mm-hmm. to secure loans based on money they didn't have, but they didn't like Photoshop it or type it up in a different. They were literally like cutting out and pasting. What the hell? On, uh, I mean, that's how amateur it was. Yeah. And so that's hilarious to me. Um, if that's true, yeah, they did. They did surrender themselves. We should say that they pleaded not guilty during their court appearance, and the judge agreed to release them on a hundred thousand dollars unsecured bond. But they had to surrender their passports. They can't travel outside of Georgia and Tennessee. And the only reason they were allowed to do that is because their attorney argued that they should still be able to work. Yeah, and so and that's where the the filming uh, stuff is for for that. But. I mean, these—they apparently like it goes back to what we had heard um, about uh, Stormy Daniels, Mm -hmm. douchebag lawyer or whatever, along those same lines, fabricating an amount of money that they had in order to secure a giant loan from a bank and different things like that. So it's kind of what they're, you know. But what a bunch of dumbasses! Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, I don't. You're not making enough money off the show. Exactly. You have to like scam and do all this kind of stuff. I mean, most of these people make like twenty, forty grand a per episode. Like, that's not enough for you? You have to scam people? I mean, just come on. I know. Allegedly, allegedly, but Jesus, come on. Right, whatever. Whatever. I mean, this is... In my opinion, and I'm sorry for anybody who likes it, but the show is stupid as shit. It's to so begin stupid. With. I can't. I can't understand how it's even on the air. I know. But I mean, good for them. Uh, yeah. Good for I them. Mean, that's a TLC thing, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. I think. They, I think they got some weird stuff that some weird reality stuff that I just I really don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, <laughs> I totally agree with you. But the Chris Lee thing, I just never. I, yeah. Just like I mean, how big was John and Kate plus eight? And then like the huge scandal about when he was cheating. Like that was everywhere. Everywhere. And, and she's had what two or three shows since then. Exactly. All based on now it's her like dating or, exactly. or something like. And it's just like why? I gotta tell you though, I think that's the trap of these reality shows. Now you get these people, and then they get into this thing, and they don't know how to live anymore. Exactly. Like without being on a reality show, yeah. she keeps going back to the network saying, "How about this? How about?" 
like that because she has no clue how to live in reality exactly. anymore. I, I need to be a reality star because I don't know how to make a, any other job. Like, like uh, what? That's a trap, man. You get is. these people and just like, mm. yeah. I mean, people can't handle fame in a certain way, and that's ugh, it's, it's crazy. It's true. Now this is great. This is it's like our jail cell uh, or criminal block, basically. So yeah. So after the Chrisleys, we're just going to continue with America's most you know unfavorite dad. Now it went from favorite dad to unfavorite. Apparently, he's having a tough time. Yeah, he's having a tough time in prison. Yeah, Bill Cosby. We're talking about. Yeah, uh, his lawyers are asking again an appeals court to try to toss out his conviction. Yeah, uh, he's 82 now, and he's currently serving a three to ten year prison, and he's been in there about a year now, mm-hmm. uh, about a year now. Uh, for if you guys don't know, the first Me Too guy to actually be convicted yeah, uh, for seriously. molesting and drugging women. Um, his lawyers are arguing that the promise made by the former DA to not pursue a conviction against him if he cooperated in telling them what happened they're arguing that that should be enough to have not ever had uh constant's uh stuff allowed to be in court yeah and and because he was he thought he was going to be granted immunity but that was not ever a written or signed deal yeah that was just in a verbal agreement between that former da and him yeah there was no and that happens all the time exactly <laughs> exactly i mean they 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 bait you into confessing basically exactly. and and look and he doesn't deny it he exactly. didn't even deny it in the new trial that he did it he was just trying to claim it was consensual exactly um do your time man exactly. do your time that, that's all i'm saying do your time you admitted to drugging these women exactly that's not consensual yeah. i don't give a shit what you say it's not even if she says oh sure you know put that in there because he claims a lot of these people were like, you know, having a headache or under stress or whatever, and he offered to give them something to make them feel better, and they were like, oh yeah, okay, that that that's it's agreeing still. to have a pill, to, like a you know, to help calm you down, like is a, not yeah. saying. By the way, when I pass out, you can rape me. Right. That that's <laughs> not that's not consent. Exactly. Agreeing to take the quaalude doesn't mean when I do pass out, I'm agreeing for you to also sexually assault me. That that yeah. that's not consent, mm. Bill. You yeah, did exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Have some Tolaboy wine and shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly, <laughs> man. Goodness Just... gracious. Now on with some more crazy shit. Some stuff I teased about on my Instagram story danny masterson apparently four women are sued have sued danny masterson and the church of scientology claiming that they were stalked intimidated after the they filed police reports against the actor and this is just crazy because we all know that sexual allegations came out against him of sexual assaulting and rape and The women claim in their suit that the defendants harassed them and their families in an effort to silence them and and intimidate them. Yep, yep. I mean, how crazy is that? So after they came out with the allegations against him and went to the police, then apparently the Scientology people went nuts and started to intimidate and try to get them to shut up. We, we, I mean, that's crazy to me. Yeah. like what the so the Scientology is basically trying to be like the mob. What I mean, the fuck? Well, look, we we we've heard this in the past. We've heard that they've tried to pay people off about Tom Cruise. Yeah, we've heard. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Leah Remini. I mean, she broke free from it, and she's just laying it out yeah. there about how crazy they are and what they do. According to these women, there are phones. I guess in the facility that don't even allow you to dial nine one one. Shit. So you fuck? know they're very controlling, very domineering, and and, and I mean. 
I, I you know, it's all alleged, right. but I kind of feel like, you know, yeah. we talk about this all the time. You hear it once, eh, maybe, you hear it twice, eh, mm. but over and over and over, yeah. you got to start to believe it's true. Exactly. And I mean, just, and yeah, Danny Masterson, I mean, he's been accused multiple times and exactly yet still somehow nothing's happened so exactly. and now these women are claiming because mm -hmm. scientology's kind of fighting it and covering it up exactly well even more so i wish these um police reports and these like i wish they would just move forward with this start a trial yeah like, so we can actually prove it exactly like, and will somebody look into the church of scientology exactly i somebody. mean th guys this is like a cult man exactly. I, I mean just a little look i I mean, I'm sorry, but if there's some shady shit going on, mm -hmm. and you know what it is, they're afraid because it's a religion, exactly. and you can't persecute religion, or you know, kind of come after you. Everybody's worried about you know. I'd be like busting into a Catholic church yeah. and like you know. Let's be honest about it. look. Look how long it took to finally start getting legal convictions against priests, priests who were molesting yeah. or raping people. So I feel like it's the same way. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, but somebody, I know. I mean, you hear all these stories, somebody's got to go through that door and start looking there because exactly. it's a little shady. Yeah, man. I mean, Scientology is kind of like the fucking celebrity Illuminati or some shit. Like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, if we're not on the air next week. Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. You'll know why. <laughs> You'll know why. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, more crazy shit Thursday. That big purple building. Yeah. That's, uh, if you guys have been or ever been in L.A., you, you know they got that famous one on Hollywood Boulevard, the big church or whatever. But there's another facility kind of on the offbeat and kind of giant fucking purple hotel looking Scientology facility. Just crazy. Yeah, it, it was. It Sorry, was big it's, neon lights. Yeah, like, it just yeah. popped in my head. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I remember uh, that. Just, it's kind of PTSD. It's, it's, <laughs> Exactly. Oh my like, don't stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but uh, R. Kelly uh, failed to uh, report to court on Thursday. Apparently, he refused transportation from his jail cell in Chicago. Kelly's defense attorney, uh, Steve Greenberg, denied the allegation that and argued that the singer failed to show because the there were transportation issues. Now... That, that just sounds like a bullshit excuse. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's just on. probably so upset about more and more allegations coming out. I mean, like we saw uh, last week, Minnesota's allegations came out. But now the crazy thing is that he faces 40 counts, including all of the states, and he has pled guilty to all of them instead, or um, all the charges aside from the new charges in Minnesota. So, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, facing more than five hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred years. That it, it's insane. Yeah, this guy just can't, you know, come to grips with what he did. Exactly. I think in his mind, he thinks he really is not guilty. That's and that another he's not one of those doing... cult things, man. Yeah, he's very culty too. He he really is. Look, one that keep an eye on him. Right. <laughs> or is it, you know, just learn from the Jeffrey Epstein thing? Because I feel like R. Kelly, he's having probably a, a tough time to keep an eye on this guy because facing 500 years in prison, and I can't imagine he's having an easy time yeah. unless he's in, you know, solitaire, uh, solitary confinement. That, that, I mean, shit like that don't go well in prison. Exactly. So I'm just saying keep an eye on him because I wouldn't be surprised at all if down the line he attempts some sort of something yeah honestly just, i mean honestly i'm gonna let you take a crack at that next one at plaza di uh plaza Cio domingo plaza um, domingo yeah opera singer we're just continuing our scumbags exactly. um he now has been accused of sexual harassment by eight 
singers and a dancer. Damn. They say they were sexually harassed by Domingo uh, in encounters that took place over three decades, mm-hmm. over 30 years, beginning in the 80s. Um, and that it took place at venues, including opera companies, where uh, he held top positions. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Spacey deal yeah. where he was in charge of that theater over in London and everything. Yeah. Kind of, uh, they say that he tried to pressure women into having sexual relationships by dangling jobs in front of them, Damn. promising to give them, you know, singing performances or dancing performances. Right. Um, A wine scene then, of the opera. Yeah, like. and then punish them, basically, by harassing them and or not giving them the jobs when they refused. Yeah. Um, mm. That's so like, crazy, it, man. And I feel like... like entertainers like this opera singers and theater singers i feel like they are less likely to come out because they feel like the me too movement and the times up movement is more centered around on camera which is not true yeah everyone if you have felt uncomfortable or sexually harassed please come out and let it known that these people are awful people yeah i mean and and it it just it continues to show that it's in every industry exactly and no matter what you know it, it it's just and this next person uh, you may be surprised by mm-hmm. but this goes to show you that it's not just men exactly. it is not just men Katy perry's being accused yep kate yes that Katy perry yeah <laughs> She's being accused uh, by a former uh, co-star in her video, Teenage Dream. Yeah. Uh, Josh Kloss mm-hmm. is his name, actor model who starred in Teenage Dream with her back in 2010. Apparently, he showed up at a party that was being held mm-hmm. uh, with Katy Perry. And apparently, the rumor is they did not get along on the set of the video while they were shooting it and everything. She made comments that he was a horrible kisser mm-hmm. um, and you know, and didn't like working with him and kind of stuff. So when he shows up at this party, it's at a skating rink, um, and he went up, gave her a hug. And, you know, kind of, when he turned around to leave, she, he says, yanked down his pants and pointed out that she thought he had a small penis mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, and was making fun or mocking him in front of all of the people in the rink and all of her friends. What the fuck? Yeah, seriously. Like, this is literally some teenage shit. And, like, if you have this sort of power, this is so fucked up, especially now that we are seeing that it's on both sides. I mean, of course, men have come out before, like Terry Crews, but that was right. also against another man. Right. But now, I mean, Katy Perry, she's pretty popular. It's, so, yeah, and powerful. Exactly. I mean, she, she wields a lot of power in Hollywood, so... Uh, but I mean, Super you're right. It's up. it's like so childish, really. You're gonna pull down his pants and and I mean, you know, make a dick joke about yeah. him in front of people. That's like what? Go watch Good Boys. That's like that's exactly. a twelve year old fucking. Jo- I mean, come on, exactly. act like a grown up. It's what the ridiculous. Fuck? I hope more stuff uh, happens with this too. I hope that maybe he goes forward in a legal pursuit because honestly, I hate. Well, I mean, I don't hate all the accusations and stuff, but if you truly feel that way, pursue it legally. Well, I, yeah, Have, like, I mean, things happen because nothing is going to happen if you just come out about it. I yeah. mean, I understand you want their reputation to be diminished or whatever, but like, if you really want to feel, I feel like, I mean, you're never going to feel better, but if you really want something to get resolved, pursue it legally. Yeah, and I hope too, because I think a lot of times the problem is these people want to file, but then the police police refuse to investigate yeah and you can't file a suit if the police refuse to investigate whether the claim is true so 
I mean, because we've seen that happen where the police shut it down and be exactly. like, no, no, there's just not enough there. We're not going to pursue that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? If exactly. somebody says it happened, you, it's your due diligence to investigate it. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I hope it moves forward too because mm. now this next one, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? This next one uh, is ridiculous. Agreed. Guys, I mean, there's only so many chords. Yeah. You know, all songs stem from those chords. Yeah. Period. Um. Lady Gaga. We talked about this top with Bradley Cooper and Starsborn and all that. She's facing a copyright lawsuit by a songwriter named Steve Ronson. He's threatening to sue Lady Gaga, saying that his, her song "Shallow," Oscar winning uh, "Shallow," was ripped off from his song. Um, almost that he released on SoundCloud five years ago. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time too. Why'd you take so long to sue her then? Exactly. The movie's been out for over a year now. Exactly. It won an Oscar. It's had all these things. You know, why'd you take a year to sue her? Exactly. Like, first of all, it that- was everywhere. It was playing on radios. It was playing on Pandora. It was all over Apple Music. Like, yeah, why? Exactly. But he claims that the G, A, and B sequence is the same as his. But. Her defense is that same G, A, and B sequence also also appears in Dust in the Wind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, it, it just because it sounds similar or it has a, a you know a, a, a distinct riff that that might be in another song doesn't mean you intentionally ripped off somebody's song. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. There's exactly. only so many fucking chords you can play. Exactly, it's bound to happen. I think so this is just ridiculous. Combinations of melodies, so many combinations of chords. Like, yeah, it just yeah, it's just so stupid. Yeah. And I mean, even a couple weeks, uh, this comes after a couple weeks after Katy Perry and her label, Capitol Records, had to pay out $2.78 million to uh, Christian rapper Flame. What the fuck? Yeah. After the jury concluded that Perry's song Dark Horse copied Flame's track Joyful Noise. Right. So. That happened with Robin Thicke, yeah. who also had to pay a shit ton of money. Uh, because they claim he ripped off a song that was similar. Yeah. I feel like once one successful lawsuit was done, that that's it. Now everybody thinks right. that they can, oh, no, that's my song. That's yeah. my song. Uh, this is bullshit. Yeah. These are bullshit lawsuits. Agreed. I mean, come on, man. Like, <laughs> so if you crazy. go and listen, half the time you're like, where do you even think that was your song? Yeah. Like, it just... Mm-mm. Yeah, it's super crazy. It's super crazy. Well, this next one, it's been trending everywhere. It's even got the apprentice. Uh, attention of POTUS up there, uh, Orange POTUS. Uh, ASAP Rocky has been found guilty and convicted of assault and given a suspended sentence for his altercation that took place in Stockholm on June 30th. The Grammy-nominated rapper and two other suspects were charged with attacking a 19-year-old whatever the fuck his name is, in a fight. Uh, the charges carried a maximum sentence of two years in prison, but the court ruling, they announced that the men will not do any additional jail time because they were already in jail for, like, two months as yeah. it was. Which, this is just so stupid in general because ASAP Rocky and many other people who were recording the situation saw that the two gentlemen were pursuing ASAP Rocky's entourage the whole time like basically stalking them throughout the cities and they were they told them multiple times back off please go away all this stuff and i mean so they just retaliated because the guys were coming at them hostily so 
Well, I'm glad he just doesn't have to go back to jail. Like, yeah. Well, I don't think. think it. I mean, once they let him out, that was the mistake. Yeah. I, they were never going to get him back. Exactly. I mean, Trump was supporting it. No way they would allow him to be extradited yeah, from yeah. the U.S. to there. No so that that was never going to happen. Yeah. If they wanted to have any chance of keeping him in jail, they should have never released him. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think this is the right move. Like you said, it it was provoked. It was an altercation that they clearly were intentionally trying to provoke him. Exactly. Um, and I think the courts realized that, which is why, look, you did beat the shit out, so we're going to have to, you know, give yeah, something, something, yeah. some sort, but, you know, you're not going to go back to jail. You're not going to do yeah. that. So I think, you know. Yeah, which is good because, I mean, while he was in there, so much stuff came out that he was, like, being malnourished and just not giving food yeah. and just all this crazy shit. So I'm happy that he is back over here and nothing crazy will happen. Yeah, and let, 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 let's just – Trump had nothing to do with exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm sure he's already at this point taken all the credit for having you know him released has, yeah. and all the kind of stuff. But, no, he did not have any. Thing to do with it that's so funny. uh so yeah let's, that's the only crazy involved with all that exactly <laughs> exactly now let's head over to some lighter news oh man jay-z and the nfl have signed a deal to help each other out and he is going to be like an ambassador for them that helps with entertainment and social justice efforts we know that the nfl has had a rough time in the past uh, three years now with the yeah. kneeling with the anthem and everything. So Jay-Z's entertainment and sports company calls for the firm uh, to be the NFL's live music entertainment strategist. So yep. good for him. I'm glad they're on uh, back on good terms because a couple of years ago, Jay-Z turned down performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's yep. cool that they'll even like work together now. Yeah, so. and now he's going to be part of it. I mean, uh, he's going to be consulting for the Super Bowl exactly. halftime show and all of their uh, advertisements dealing with diversity and, and, and social uh, issues. Exactly. Now, he reached out apparently to Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. before he agreed to do this, right. I guess. So there's some yeah. sort of something happening there, um, which – I thought was interesting, and uh, yesterday they just announced. I think it was yesterday that apparently he's going to become an owner of an NFL team. Really, they have not released the name of the team yet, but he's going to own a huge stake in a NFL team. That's awesome. Which, as you guys know, has to be approved by all of the owners right. and the commissioner. Yeah. Which apparently has been. That's so. Great. I don't know when we'll see that yeah. announcement, but yeah. we're going to find out well, soon. Well, he already has huge stake in uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So, so there you, it would. I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be the Jets or the Giants. I mean, that seems to be his area. So that'd be interesting if yeah. it's. My money is maybe potentially on the Raiders also, who yeah. had made the move to Vegas. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that seems like one yeah. that could potentially. Well, I guess we'll find out. Exactly. He's and, such a smart entrepreneur, man. Like, he just is. Reaching out he, more than music. Like, yeah. And I. You know, we have to bring up the orange Oompa Loompa uh, again, though. This will be interesting because he still makes comments about Kaepernick and, like, all of the different things. So it will be interesting to see moving forward with the NFL and Jay-Z when they start putting out the ads and start putting out the message, how that's going to play to Trump and his base. And, like, because, I mean, you see, it it was – in fact, it got so bad. I stopped watching football last year yeah. because the contention back and forth between Trump and the league and all exactly. these people was just—it was mind-numbing. It was, it was so, it's crazy. It's, Politics got involved in fucking football. It did, like, and it's, it's going to be really interesting though because look, make no mistake, Jay Z is clearly going to send a message. Yeah. If he reached out to Kaepernick, you know that's the way he's planning on going. Exactly. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting football season. Yeah. Seriously. Goodness. 
Oh man, now it is time for our top five segment. Ugh, there's been a lot of stuff over overpopularized. Uh, that's a new word. I just made yeah, that overpopularized. Up. Yeah, and <laughs> that's been overhyped. And we're gonna tell you our top five overhyped movies. Now these are our own opinions. Some of these are Oscar winners, but I just, for mine at least, I don't think they. They didn't satisfy what I wanted them to satisfy. I didn't think yeah. they were good yeah. at all. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so five, I got sorry to bother you. The mm. whole sequence where the fucking turning people into horses, that was just yeah, so just, weird. I, I didn't understand that one at all. Yeah. Like, why is everybody talking about this? This is the craziest premise fucking ever. Exactly. Like, like it was it was okay until that point, but yeah, it was really weird really weird number four i got hereditary which a lot of people fucking loved as well they exactly. like the psychological thriller they called it a horror like one of the scariest movies of the year and i was like no it yeah. really wasn't yeah. like even walking out of our theater they were like what the fuck did we just watch exactly like exactly. so it, yeah hereditary number four number three might get a lot of heat for this one roma just so awkward man that i went back and watched that one scene where he's just dancing with the fucking nunchuck. Makes, and there's no point no for that scene no. like, and even if you wanted to keep that scene it didn't have to be as long as it was it just it makes no sense look i'm with you there like that movie was talked about everywhere it was promoted everywhere it was pushed and blah 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 I had to stop and start like four times yeah. to get through the movie. Exactly. It just, I fell asleep one of the times. Exactly. It, for me, yeah. Isn't it like the main point of entertainment for the things to be entertaining? Right. Like, right. You shouldn't fall asleep during it. Exactly. No, just my opinion. I just, I didn't, yeah, yeah. you're so good to be on the list because I didn't yeah. understand that shit. Just at saying. All. Just saying. Number two, I got World War Z with Brad Pitt. I, mm. I didn't like that one at all. Mm. And they're talking about making a sequel. I just felt like that one dragged along so much and i felt like that just wasn't the right role for him yeah. in my opinion yeah so yeah and number one i have maze runner this came out around the divergent series and around the hunger game series because i think that's what divergent and maze runner were they were trying to replace what hunger games was absolutely so i felt like this was just a cheap knockoff yep i, I would agree with you yeah i would agree with you all right I've got I've got some too that I'll probably take some heat for, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, number five for me, The Godfather Three. Yeah, come on, guys. That one drags. It was not good. It was not good. Yeah. The Godfather was epic. Mm -hmm. Godfather Two, really sad. But there was no point for Godfather Three. Yeah. I get that maybe it was a trilogy. It was trying to wrap up the story. Whatever. It just for me the. Seriously, one of the most overhyped films of that era, trying to capitalize on the success of The Godfather. Yeah. Just my opinion. Twilight. Yeah, seriously. What the fuck? I know. I walked into that theater because I had heard over and over and over and over and over, you've got to go see this, you've got to go see this, it's all this, it's all that, oh, it's amazing this, it's amazing that. We walked out 10 minutes in. Yeah. Like, I, they made so many fucking movies. I don't shit. understand. <laughs> I still don't understand don't what the fascination with a fucking sparkling vampire <laughs> is. I don't. It, it, no. Overhyped, in my opinion. No. It sucked. Agreed. Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The they were out hyping the shit out of Justice League, trying to bill it as DC's uh, Avengers, and it was everywhere you could possibly look, and it sucked. Yep. It 
sucked. Yeah. Um, talk about overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I can only imagine the amount of money they spent on the advertising to put that out there to compete with Marvel, exactly. and then to have it bomb the way that it exactly. did. Exactly. Did you see that they're going to release um, a director's cut of this finally on HBO Max when I it did. comes out? Yeah. I was like, okay. I, I just, don't know why people are pushing for that so hard. I know. I don't think it's going to be any better than the version we saw. Yeah. Like I'm, I just, I just don't. I mean, nothing. I, look, I love Zack Snyder. Yeah. And we were talking about this uh, off the show uh, last night. I think his casting was brilliant. Yeah. From from Ben Affleck's Batman, Henry Cavill, Superman, Jason Momoa, all of. Uh, I just think the story sucked, yeah. and it was too soon, too fast. Yeah. I, mean, I just it was one of those things; where it just wasn't necessary. Yeah, Paranormal Activity. Mm. This came out around the time where, like, it was really popular to make a movie of people making videos. Right. I right. hated that. Yeah, premise. it was like, kind of like you know, let's capitalize on the Blair Witch thing. Yeah, and and kind of go, and I just. For me, it was it was I say it was overhyped just because while it was somewhat entertaining, it just it wasn't like this huge phenomenon that they tried to yeah. bill it to be, yeah. and then they kept making them and they kept making them, and I'm like, just why? I know. What, what, who gives a shit about exactly. these films? I just for me, it was it was it was too much. Yeah. And then okay, I'm gonna take some heat for this one. I don't give a, a shit. A lot. <laughs> I don't understand. Again, Avatar. If you're going to overhype anything, do Titanic. Yeah. Avatar, I have never understood. While it was groundbreaking technology at the time, it was an interesting story. It was just – I've seen far better fucking movies I than know. Avatar. <laughs> I, I thought the abyss, yeah. the underwater thing that, that James Cameron did was infinitely better yeah. than Avatar. Yeah. This whole – Overhype shit, and they were overhyping it all the way up until Avengers knocked it off yeah, finally. Exactly. I mean, you're talking decades I of know. it's the greatest movie ever. No, it's fucking not it's the not. greatest movie ever. Like, I'm so happy that something knocked it off, and I'm even more happy that it was a fucking superhero movie exactly. that knocked it off. I, I just didn't get it. Yeah. I just for all the years that that it's been out there, I have never understood the hype for that movie. Yeah. Like, I understand y'all created your own language. I, that goes back to I just didn't think it was entertaining. I did. I, exactly. I mean, I, it, it, it was an okay movie. Yeah. I'm not – I mean, it was okay. But, it, you know, I think it was uh, Geek Vibes Nation. They ran a poll. I think it was them. And if it wasn't them, I apologize. But so somebody we followed ran a poll, and it was your favorite James Cameron film. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, Avatar's not winning that poll. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> – I don't understand it. I, I think Terminator's winning that yeah. poll. It. I, I just – yeah. Avatar. Okay. Overhyped. Yep. Agreed. Agreed, man. Agreed. <laughs> uh, now we're hitting a box office recap, and man, it's kind of getting into a little slump, honestly. Uh, it's been a huge uh, summer for Disney, of course, but everything else has kind of been slowly going. <laughs> yeah, if you're not Disney, you're not happy at all exactly. this year, but I mean... The only other box office hit during the summer was Hobbs and Shaw, and even now, it's like slow rolling. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, last week, Hobbs and Shaw got number one with 25.3 million. I predicted 25 to 30. Number two was Stories to Tell in the Dark got 20.9 million, which I was surprised because I predicted that one to be number four and predicted Dora to be number two. Um, yeah, it came out with a strong Friday, yeah. which kind of got it, I, I think, into the number two position. But yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I saw the trailer for it, but I still didn't think it was gonna I be. I just, I think it's another one of those. Oh, it's a scary. It's a horror. No, it's fucking not. Exactly. It just, it sucks. <laughs> exactly. It sucks. Agreed. Agreed. Number three was Lion King, which I got right. It got twenty point two million. I predicted fifteen to twenty. Number four was Dora, like I said, was seventeen point four million. And number five, I predicted right, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with eleven point seven million, and I predicted. 10 to 15 so i mean you know two wrong out of the three but but dora i just did not do well even though like you said last week the rotten tomatoes like had a good review of it but it just seemed like people were not interested in that shit no like that that's a failed attempt at a live remake exactly (laughs) they're not disney exactly (laughs) like yeah you know just uh, everybody is like what slump Exactly. Hey, you know, we keep hearing about the box office slump. The box office slump. Disney's going, what slump? Exactly. I just, I it's not a slump for us. No, Shit, we're, we're riding pretty. Exactly. Like, shit's so good. Shit's so good. Well, new movies that are coming out this week. Good Boys, Angry Birds 2, 47 Meters Down, the sequel Uncaged, Blinded by the Light, and Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And movies that you can still go see at the box office are Hobbs and Shaw, Lion King, Stories to Tell in the Dark, uh, Dora, The City of Lost Gold, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You got some good content out there. Yeah. And you saw Good Boys, and you said it was pretty good. Yeah, I I, I laughed. I, I mean, it's it's seeing a bunch of young boys trying to figure out sex or yeah. kissing for the first time. It, it's, it's it's fucking hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. It, it, it's hilarious. It makes you, you know, honestly think back to your time when you're a kid exactly. and the first time you were going through stuff Trying like to that. Shit out. Um, yeah, it was it was it was hilarious. I mean, it's, it's Seth Rogen produces and, and you know it's it's. I'm just a huge fan of Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. He's the main kid out of the yeah. three that it focuses on because the whole movie's about him trying to be able to kiss this girl that he wants right. you know and and yeah it's it's fucking hilarious hell yeah hell yeah well i think it's going to be number one this week with around 15 to 20 million because it seems to be getting a lot of good buzz so and oh, the audience yeah. i can tell you my audience was it was all ages yeah it was young tweeners and teenagers it was me mid and then there were a couple 80 something year olds in there laughing their ass yeah. off in the dildo scenes yeah. i'm just saying so i mean i think it's gonna it's gonna play well with all audiences yeah, i think definitely definitely number two i think is going to be angry birds 2 with around 10 to 15 million and number three i think will be hobbs and shaw with around 10 to 15 million mm. number four i think will be lion king with around 9 to 13 that's a that's an interesting spot mm. and then i got Number five, I got 47 meters down, uncaged with 7 to 10 million. Now, you know what I did not talk about? uh, The kitchen and just a couple others that just did not do well. Yeah, you remember when I said... Racing in the rain. Yeah, remember when I said Melissa McCarthy was smart to take the Ursula role in the live-action little... Because she's had two or three bombs now at the box office, and apparently kitchen being her worst one by far, uh, and that can kill you. I mean, two, exactly. three bombs, that that can end careers. Exactly. So smart move to yeah. sign with Disney. Exactly. Uh, just saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, hmm. yeah, like the racing and the art of racing in the rain didn't do that well. It sucks because I hope that Milo doesn't get, like, blacklisted as yeah, the main guy Yeah, because this is his film. first lead role in a feature film. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is an interesting one because you didn't like it, and I, I liked not. it. So, yeah, we, we had differing opinions on this mm-hmm. one. But I, I think we both agree that yeah uh, hopefully it doesn't hurt milo right because exactly. uh, trust me jay uh, if 
and you can say why you didn't like it, but I don't think it had anything to do with Milo. No. I mean, I thought the cast was great. No. You yeah, know, the so, casting was phenomenal. Um, and, yeah. I mean, I just felt like there should have been more dialogue between the actual actors. I understand the point of view was coming from a dog, but, like, I felt like there should have been more dialogue with that. There were some points where it just dragged, and the fuck... I'm just going to be honest. The zebra scene was so fucking weird. <laughs> like, the dog was, like, on acid. I, like, it was crazy, crazy shit. Um, and in my opinion, Patrick Dempsey should have been in it somewhere because he produced it. So yeah, and I and uh, interesting story for anybody who doesn't know, it was actually optioned by Patrick Dempsey yeah. for himself. He was planning on starring in it, uh, but then it took so long in development hell, which. For anybody who's not in the industry, it, that happens, guys. Yeah. It takes years to make years. a fucking film. Um, but he aged out of it, and he knew he aged out of it, and so decided to produce it instead of star in it, yeah. and that's how Milo got involved. But, yeah, so Dempsey, I agree with you, though. Even though he couldn't, he aged out of the lead role, I feel like he could have been in it. Agreed. Somewhere. He could have been the mentor. Yeah, at the, the racetrack. The, at the racetrack. The guy that was, you know, yeah. I, why couldn't have he been that role? Exactly. I, I just, I don't know. Agreed. Could have been. Agreed, man. Agreed. But, I mean, still go see it. Get your own opinion about it. I mean, he really liked it. It was. I did. It, I, well, I, I loved Costner. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious as the yeah, dog. Yeah. And my, my favorite is when he's referring to the uh, Amanda Seyfried's parents as the twins. The twins, Because yeah. they were creepy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, they were. I think, it, I think that's a, almost a direct reference to the Shining kids. Yeah. You know, the girls. And yeah. The, yeah, the twins. The twins. But, yeah, it was hilarious. It really I, I thought was. it really was. I do agree with you, though. I thought it did at certain points drag. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, now it is time for IMDb Pro's Top Trenders. Oh, man, we just absolutely love this app. Like we said, we get news from it every single day. We basically build our Inside the Crazy Ant Farm rundown for our industry news through this app. You get to track the latest stars. You get to see what movies are in development, what are going to come out soon, what movies are shooting at the moment, pre-production, production, and post-production. Like... I used to go on Google to see what movies are coming out in 2021, but now I can head over to IMDb Pro and just look to see what is in post-production and, and what will come out. And you can see how long a movie's in development hell. Exactly. Because they give you updates, and you'll see a script optioned in, like, 2000. Exactly. And now it's fucking 19, 2019, and you can see all the stages of what happened. Exactly. It was optioned, and then it wasn't. And then it was picked back up, and then it was... It's a great fucking app Seriously, if you're so in the industry. Seriously, so much information. Yeah. Man. So much information. It literally is the Bible. It is. It's <laughs> the Bible of the entertainment industry. And don't think for one second that not everybody refers to it because they do yeah seriously seriously uh the number one trending movie this week is still once upon a time in hollywood it's still got some legs on the buzz route people are still talking about that i mean i feel like part of this has to be the criticism coming from the controversy the Bruce Lee. yeah yeah i agree with you and she apparently uh bruce lee's daughter did not like his explanation about it being fictional yeah you know she says i've got i've got some advice for quentin shut the fuck up damn that's exact her quote i'm not even kidding that was her exact quote shut the fuck up like she's she's not happy yeah so yeah i mean go see it go get your own opinion on that certain scene that little section but yeah, crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. And the poor guy who's playing Bruce Lee. Yeah, I, seriously. <laughs> Just, he's in the middle of it all, kind of exactly. like. In which he nailed the voice, at least. Well, he, I, my opinion, I thought he nailed Bruce. Yeah. I mean, like, 
he was cocky. Yeah. But it's okay because exactly. you were the badass. Exactly. I mean, it's okay to be cocky. I just that's my opinion. Exactly. I don't exactly. I don't know if a stunt man could kick his ass or not. I don't know. I don't know if he ever said he could beat Muhammad Ali. I don't know. I do know from everything I've seen in documentaries and, and old footage, he is cocky. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but when you're Bruce Lee, you can be cocky. You can like, be because you can wrong kick anybody's ass. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, the top trending TV show this week is still The Boys. Make sure to head over to Amazon mm. Prime to watch that one because it's just a different take on superheroes like they're in the limelight but they're kind of shady i mean it just shows that people who have huge responsibilities can also be shady i want to say we talked about this before apparently you know the chase crawford scene Mm -hmm. okay apparently there's another one oh shit i saw a lot of women talking about this in the stream uh involves gills I don't know, but uh, along the lines of, I would let him ruin my life, even with the gills. Oh, it must, I don't know what the scene is, but apparently Chase is going to be the the most talked about guy in this series. Yeah. Apparently, because now this is twice that he's apparently had a scene. Goodness, that women kind of liked or didn't like. So yeah. we're, you, you know, oh, we're just wow. old, old Chase Crawford. Wow, wow. yeah. Well, <laughs> go watch it. Yeah, go, go watch it. Just go get your own opinions. Gills. I don't, okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel about that. Um, and the top trending star is still Aaron Moretti. Moretti. I don't. Is that? I don't. Know. Moriarty. Moriarty. There, there you it go. is. There it is. She is in the boys, and she is the one that oh, we are talking. Apparently about has. Scene. Yeah. The the one scene, the controversial scene. Yeah. We don't know if it's the guild scene. We're not going to tell you that. Exactly. But it was the one scene. So. Oh goodness. It's it's a really interesting take on superheroes. It I recommend really go see go watching it on Amazon Prime Video. It is really good. All right, now let's transform into the music <laughs> side of things. Right. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had a rubber band and some shit to do the transformer right. sound, right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some new stuff that came out this week. We got some stuff that is still setting records. It's absolutely insane. Uh, let's start off with the vinyl albums. Country Sacquire are so queer. By Tyler uh, Childers, who is the vinyls, album sales, and the top digital album. I haven't listened to this one, so I might have to check it out. Uh, the top radio song is still Khaled's Talk. Good for him. That's rocking and rolling. Uh, and the top artist of the week is Tool, because a few weeks ago, they literally released like three albums on Apple Music. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking insane. Um, and the... Billboard Top 200 Albums is Care Package by Drake. He's just rocking and rolling as well. And the number one top streaming song, the number one digital song sales, and the Hot 100 for the 19th straight week is Little Nas X, Old Town Road. That's insane. Now he's just continuing to set his own record. So. I, I guess so. And look, I like the song. Yeah. Happy for him and everything. But my question is, is is this because everybody's loving the song or is this more of a there's just nothing out right now that's good enough to knock it off i think that's the reason. yeah 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 i mean because <laughs> as as fun as the song is and as you know as much as i like the song i feel like it should have been gone already yeah. so i just that that i think that just speaks to the quality of yeah. other stuff that's come out exactly I mean, exactly we need some good shit guys exactly. we need some good shit to listen to 
Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning along to this crazy-ass episode, episode 79 of Inside the Crazy Ants Farm. Make sure to follow us on social media, at Crazy Ant Media. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, all those good places. Make sure to follow us both individually, our personal accounts, myself, at Jelly Fantastic on Instagram and Twitter, and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We are available on all major podcast platforms anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iheart radio and just so many more you'll find us anywhere honestly just it's true go to google and look up crazy ant media inside the crazy ant farm well you'll see a whole bunch of content honestly uh, and then make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can read our professional bios. You can go to Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page and watch some videos. We're going to get back to that here soon because we just really enjoy doing that. And make sure to head over to our merchandise link where you can click on our Spreadshirt link and where you can get some fan fantastic merchandise like we said at the top of the show riley b smith and his mom nikki rocking those shirts uh they look really good they honestly. did they looked really good they went with bonk yeah i mean because bonk's crazy everybody exactly. loves bonk i mean exactly. it's, it's a hell of, it's a hell of a mascot hell i'm yeah. just saying hell yeah i mean honestly we just need to start stacking up our whole wardrobe with all that i mean shit. seriously like wear a different crazy answer every day exactly. I, I would totally do that exactly. i mean because every time i wear the one I, I get asked questions or comments about it like you know it it's it's phenomenal. You should be wearing it. Exactly. You know exactly. You we should it. come up with some more designs too. It's true. Yeah. And, and hey, I noticed because we talked about this a little bit. Uh, we're close. I think we're three away. Remember, five hundredth follower after mm-hmm. our reboot on social media. Thanks, hacker. Right. Uh, yeah, is going to get a shirt. Yeah. So we're close. Come exactly. on, guys. Three more. Get us five hundred. Right? Exactly. One person that can help us get to five hundred. Oprah. Oprah!